Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. A lot of people fail, I think, because they're taking on things that are too complicated for their current level of capability, knowledge, and courage, and capacity that they have in their life. Isn't it just the best when a software comes out that makes your life easier, makes you more money, and by the way, it's free? Well, welcome to Stessa, today's best ever sponsor. Stessa is a smarter income and expense tracking software for property owners. It allows you to track, manage, and communicate the performance of your real estate assets. So basically, it helps you make more money by looking at your properties in one dashboard. It's a beautiful dashboard, by the way. And it shows you the KPIs, the key performance indicators that you care about. What's the value? How much cash flow are you getting? What's the debt that you have on the properties? What are you bringing in monthly? What are you bringing in annually? And it allows you to have a quick snapshot, not only of your properties, but also come tax time, it's a breeze because you can scan receipts and invoices directly from the phone app and Stessa will automatically read and categorize them for you. No more data entry. It's been talked about in Forbes, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and all it takes is just a few minutes to add your properties, link the accounts, and everything updates in real time. Without Stessa, I was looking at my portfolio on an infrequent basis. I'm talking about my single family home portfolio. I got three single family homes, and I didn't realize that I had trapped equity. But if I was looking at it from a dashboard that Stessa has, then I would have realized that, hey, I got a portfolio value of X and I've got debt on it of Y. Holy cow, look at all this trapped equity. I'm missing out. And with Stessa, that won't happen. So go to stessa.com forward slash best ever. And it's free. It's free. Stessa.com forward slash best ever. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm your host today, Theo Hicks, and I am speaking with Jack Bosch. Jack, how are you doing today? I'm doing excellent. How are you, Theo? I'm excited to be here. I'm doing great. Excited as well and appreciate you joining us. A little bit more about Jack before we get started. He is an immigrant from Germany who came to the U.S. in 1997 with two suitcases and a bunch of student debt. Since 2002, he has negotiated, bought, sold, rehabbed, and managed over 4,000 properties. Currently, he holds a large, diversified portfolio of land, single-family homes, commercial real estate, large multifamily properties. So he does it all. Currently based in Phoenix, Arizona, and you can say hi to him at jackbosch.com. So Jack, before we jump into the conversation, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure, absolutely. I would love to. As you already said, first of all, I'm super excited to be here. This is a great show. I'm a listener myself. So I've been in real estate for 16, 17 years now, originally from Germany, came over here to the US really just for one year was the thought for one year just to finish a college degree. And then fate hits. I met who is now my wife. She's an immigrant herself from Honduras, Central America. So we're kind of very international family. And we decided to give this thing a try and stayed here, got work visas, worked successfully in the U.S. And through this process of five and a half years, got a green card. 
But about halfway through, we realized that this job thing is really not as much as good as it was made out to be. And I was traveling 100%. I was constantly gone. I was working 60, 70 hours a week. I was not making any money. And I was just tired. And so we started looking around and we found real estate. And through a trial and error process, I wish podcasts would have been around back then. Through a trial and error process, we made it work. And we particularly focused on one technique. We stumbled into that technique. We didn't even know any better. That just happened to come across land parcels instead of houses. So we flipped them just like other people flip houses. And we ended up doing more and more. And we realized that was actually so much easier, simpler for us than houses because we didn't know anything about houses. But these land parcels worth ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars or fifty thousand dollars, we were able to pick them up for five to twenty-five cents on a dollar. So really pennies on a dollar. And when you buy them at that level, you can do a lot of stuff wrong and still make a profit. So our first deal we got for four hundred bucks and sold for four thousand. Then soon enough we stopped looking at houses and only started looking at houses again once the real estate market had crashed and we could pick up houses for pennies on the dollar. What part of Germany are you from? I am from the very south of Germany. I'm from the southwest, south of Stuttgart. There's a big lake called Bodensee or Lake of Constance in English. Uh, it's about three hours west of Munich, an hour north of Zurich, Switzerland. It's a rural area. There's not really that many big cities around. Okay. My mom was actually born in Munich. Oh, nice. Cool. Nice. That is so, cool. Yes. So let's talk about the land parcels then. So how did you come across that investment strategy starting out? We came across it by looking into tax liens and tax deeds. So imagine our situation. We're from Germany. We're from Honduras, having student debt, having basically starting with nothing here in the country. So after a few years working, we bought our first starter home with 3% down and FHA loan and stuff like that and a mortgage up to our neck. And we bought, had cars with payments and stuff. We realized we needed to get kind of out of that, but we had very little money to invest, a few thousand dollars. So we're like, we got to find something that we can get into with very little money. And then something also that's not overly complicated because again, we didn't know it. So we tried household sailing and we got a deal on a contract, but that deal fell apart because we really had no idea if it cost $1,000 or $10,000 to repair kitchen or bathroom or repair roof. So we completely estimated everything wrong. And as a result, nobody wanted to buy the thing. So we backed out of the deal and then we came across tax liens and tax deeds as the next piece. And in the tax lien and tax deed world, it first of all blew our mind because in neither Honduras nor Germany does that process exist like they do in the United States. They actually issue a lien against the property for the non-payment of property taxes and then they auction it off. And then the lien holder three years later foreclose on that. Mind-blowing to us. Or even worse, in states like California or even better, depending on which side you're looking at it from, in California, the property, they just, or in other, many other states, Texas, they just take the property and literally just sell it to the highest bidder. So we looked at that, we attended the auctions, we bought some liens, we tried to buy some deeds, but we always outbid or when we bought a lien, it was redeemed, it was paid back three weeks later and we made like $4 in interest or so. And we're like, okay, that doesn't work. But one day we had a thought and that thought was, well, these people that haven't paid their property taxes, they obviously don't want these properties anymore because otherwise they would have put them on the market or they would have just, I mean... Shouldn't these guys be willing to sell their properties directly to me instead of way ahead, months ahead of these or years ahead of these auctions? So once that thought came up, we started figuring out if we can get their mailing address, if we can figure out some criteria of which property owners would be most likely to give away these properties. 
And we took us a little bit, but we figured it out. And then we started sending direct mail to those guys. But first, only to people with owe property taxes. Now, it doesn't even matter. We have refined this technique that it doesn't matter if they owe property taxes or not. So we sent out 500 letters and we literally got something like 50 phone calls back, a 10% response rate, which is extremely high, I understand. And every single caller had a piece of land. So there was not a single one called us back on a house. So we're like, okay, what do we do now? Well, we figured we don't know anything about real estate. We don't know anything about houses. No, I don't know much about land either. But if we make a low enough offer, we figured that these people don't want these properties anyway anymore. We make a low enough offer. We should be safe from all eventualities and we should be able to still make money. And that's what happened. We offered this guy $400 for his property that we figured out was worth about 8000 and he accepted it. So we bought it and we literally the next day after buying it, we sold it to the neighbor for $4,000. Had done nothing to the property. There's not a single, not even a tree on the property. It's just a piece of land, just dirt. So we realized this was simple. We can handle that. And two weeks later, we bought 40 acres for 500 bucks and sold it for $10,000 on eBay. Then we ended up doing more and more and more deals. And after about 10, 20 deals, we're like, let's not even look at houses anymore because this is working really well. And it has continued to work ever since. And now we're teaching it, but this works really well. So let's not even look at houses anymore. And we didn't look at a single house until we had done about, I think about 2,500 to 3,000 deals. And the market had completely crashed in 2008 or nine when I went to a RIA meeting and they basically disclosed kind of what the prices are of houses are right now in that time. And I was like, oh my God, we can buy houses. And that's when we started also buying houses. And since then we have built up a very nice portfolio of rental homes too. So flashing forward to now, what percentage of your investment strategy involves flipping these land parcels? Well, of these 4,000 deals that we have done, probably over 3,900 of them are, are pieces of land. It's the overwhelming strategy that we have used for 17 years that we do full-time. We have a team buying and selling them now. We have students that do this all over the country. And the other ones are houses that we flipped. And then we said we build up a portfolio of free and clear rental houses. We call them our moat. Basically, if we ever want to stop doing anything, the downside of flipping usually is that when you flip, the income stops. So if you want to retire at some point of time, we realize that we need to roll some of the money over that we made in land flipping. Because with land, you can do everything you can do with houses. With land, it's just without the complexities of the houses and for less money. So we just started rolling our profits over and buying houses. So we bought over 50 rental houses that we own right now. We flipped another bunch of them that we just didn't have a use for in the moment. And then also a few years ago, we started stepping one up and started buying large apartment complexes. But 3,900, so basically it was that 96% or so of our properties that we have flipped are all land. And we really using the other asset classes as a storage of the wealth we have created in land. Mm-hmm. That's a solid investment strategy. So what are some challenges you faced from starting off to where you're at now, specifically in regards to scaling? So you know, 3,000 land deals is a lot. So what systems have you put in place to be able to, to handle such a large deal load? To handle the deal load, at some point of time, you need both systems and a team. We have one guy in our circle of students who is doing about 150, 270 deals a year. It's just his wife and himself with one virtual assistant. So you don't need a large team to be able to do 100, 200 deals a year, but you do need usually online systems. So we use a software that we actually created ourselves. 
We named it the Investment Dominator. And that software is basically a CRM for land flipping. It walks you through literally from A to Z. So what you need is you need is a place where you can store your information and follow a deal from A to Z, right? From the beginning to end. We are also starting nowadays, we're outsourcing everything. And in the beginning, we were literally, we were stupid. We didn't know. We just took everything in-house. We did everything in-house, even taking the phone calls. We didn't even think that there would be such a thing like a call center that could take our phone calls. Of course, there are call centers that take your phone calls. We just didn't know about it. So now we use a call center that takes the phone calls when we send out our letter. We use a mailing house to send the letters for us. The mailing house is outsourced. They already know us. They have our template. They have our thing. All we need to send them is a list and say, like, send 500 here. Go send them out. Then we have a relationship with a call center that has trained people for our system that literally come, our letters hit. They know exactly how to answer them. Then when the deals come back to us now, because after they have taken it, now we do the deal analysis. And for that, we have team members in our office. We have a couple of virtual assistants that go and find the area of the property, they find the value of the property, they find aerial pictures and things like that. And that makes it real easy to actually, and our software supports that too, automates a lot of that too. But even without that, when we started, we didn't have that. We are able to organize it that way. And then I just look over them and make sure that the values are right. And then based on that, we use a formula to make the offers. And then we go send out our offers out. And when they get accepted, we go market them. So in terms sense, it's a step-by-step, six, seven-step process that you follow. But at every step, you can nowadays put in automation and systemization in the system. As a result, people do 150 deals just without even having much help. So from your experience doing approximately 3,000 or so land deals. Yeah, 3,900, yeah. 3,900 land deals. What is your best real estate investing advice ever? The best real estate investing advice I would think is, and I'm realizing this again now when we do our large $7 million complex with financing involved apartment complex deals. We just right now literally are in the process of closing on 147 units in Oklahoma. And it's complex and convoluted and complicated. And you have to provide hundreds of pages to financing and all this kind of stuff. When I think of that, if somebody would have brought me such an apartment complex deal back when we started, My eyes would have glazed over and I've been screaming running the other way. And that is because at that time, neither my wife nor I had any real estate experience. We didn't know. So what my biggest real estate takeaway or my biggest advice is that wherever you are right now on your path to real estate investing and wherever your level of knowledge, your level of confidence, your level of capability and your level of courage is, you need to find the method that fits that combination of C's right there, their, their confidence, capability, courage, and so on. So basically, find something that you can handle right now with the knowledge and confidence that you have and capability that you have right now. I know knowledge is not spelled with C, but it kind of still starts. Sounds the same. But basically, find that spot that you can take action right now Again, if I would have all gone for multifamily back then, I would have failed because I didn't even understand the terminology. By finding land, it allowed us, and these are lots, they're like ten dollars to $100,000 lots. These are not the million-dollar lots in downtown. We found a method that allowed us to take action and be successful where we were or the lack of knowledge we had and the time that we had, which wasn't a lot. 
But if somebody's already successful and is already doing a bunch of deals, then great. Then find something that matches that. But bottom line is a lot of people fail, I think, because they're taking on things that are too complicated for their current level of capability, knowledge, and courage, and capacity that they have in their life. That is very, very solid advice. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? I am. I am. Bring it on. All right. First, a quick word from our sponsor. Finally, there's a simple way to track rental performance. Stessa, our best ever sponsor, lets real estate investors track, manage, and communicate the performance of our real estate portfolios for free. Go to stessa.com forward slash best ever. You'll always know how your properties are performing with this dashboard. It's a beautiful looking dashboard. And it will help you save time with smarter income and expense tracking. You don't have to do any more data entry. Just upload the stuff directly from your phone. It tracks it in real time. Get organized for tax time with tax-ready financials so you can download them instantly. This thing was built by investors for real estate investors. It's been featured in all the publications you can think of. To get set up with your free account, just add your properties, link your accounts, and everything else updates in real time. Stessa.com forward slash best ever. S-T-E-S-S-A.com forward slash best ever to get started. Ever wonder how the top in real estate got there? The Invest This podcast hosted by real estate investor Scott Bauer interviews the top names in the industry, giving you the tips and tricks that help you catapult your real estate business to success. Find them at investthispodcast.com. All right, Jack, what is the best ever book you've recently read? Best ever book I recently read must be a management book by the name of Turn the Ship Around. Love that because we obviously have a team now because we do all these different things. We have a team of almost 20 people if we take our contractors and everyone with it and virtual assistants and so on because we do multiple things, houses, apartments, and, and, and the educational side of things, teaching others how we do these things. So part of that business is it's a great book about Creating a management structure where everyone is empowered and knowledgeable and has the right and has the authority to make decisions without having to go to the superiors and up the chain. By implementing that as much as we currently can, and, and we're constantly implementing more, it has really made everyone's life so much better. And he has created also a culture of fun where people feel like they're in charge of their own jobs and in charge of their own roles and that they have decision power. And it's an absolute, it's created somewhat magic in our company. This one's going to be specific to you. Best ever German meal. <laughs> oh, I got, it's got to be schnitzel, right? With French fries that's, uh, or with mashed potatoes or, or, or fried potatoes. That's got to be the classic one, right? That's when I had the birthday or something. That's what my mom made for me always. My favorite is rouladen. Oh, yes. Rouladen is very, very good. Yeah. It has changed now. When I was little, it was always schnitzel. Now you can find some schnitzels here. But when I got home, my mom always makes a roulade, which is mm -hmm. a mean one. which is a really good one. It is. Best ever deal that wasn't your first deal or your last deal? Best ever deal was one piece of land probably on the land side, the deal that we bought for $1,800, $1,860, and sold for $86,000. Another one was a property we paid for, I think, $5,000 that we still own. That is probably worth a couple hundred thousand dollars, mm. and we're just keeping it because it's in the path of growth and the city's approaching. Probably going to be worth more like half a million in the next five to 10 years. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? 
biggest mistake is I think to not outsource enough because it, again, we, I think we spent a lot of extra money on a building a large team at some point of time, over 35 people worked for us that ate up too much of the profits of the land business. And nowadays we run a, a volume of well over 100, 150 properties a year with basically three people. What's the best ever way that you like to give back? First of all, we love sharing what we know, but we also love supporting a school for the poor in Honduras, where my wife is from. It's an amazing school. The kids are getting bilingual classes there. And on top of it, high school is a vocational school, so they learn a profession. So by the time they graduate from high school, they're fluent in English and they have a profession, which in Honduras allows them to literally step out of poverty, uh, start their own shop, start their own store, start their own whatever profession they learned. And it's 70% supported by only donations. And we donate to them on a regular basis. There's several buildings on their property that have our name on that. Not that we wanted to. They put it on there. But we find 100% of the money goes there. And we see the immediate impact in the life of kids that otherwise wouldn't really have a chance in life. And then lastly, what's the best ever place listeners can reach you? The best ever place listeners can reach you? That would be either on jackbosch.com or we have a Facebook group called Forever Cash, Land for Pennies. So you can go there. It's a free Facebook group where we hang out and help each other with our deals. And I'm in there every day answering questions and just posting stuff and then hanging out with our friends in the land business. Well, Jack, I really appreciate you coming on and talking with us today. Truly inspiring story of how you came over here from Germany, expected to stay here for only a little bit, but met your wife and started to become interested in real estate, wanted to get into something that didn't cost a lot of money. It wasn't very complicated. And that's when you discovered the concept of flipping land. You talked about how rather than attempting to purchase them at the actual tax lien or deed auction, you have a marketing approach that allows you to contact these owners before it gets to auction. And you talked about how you had that 10% response rate with all land so you did land deals up until the crash we continue doing land deals and by now we don't even focus on the tax delinquents only now it's every land between 10 and 100 thousand dollars is a target but we continue doing that just in 2008 we started adding houses to it that's what i meant to say and then we also had a conversation about how to scale and essentially you want to have a system and a team in place for all of the recurring duties So it doesn't need to be a huge team, but you mentioned how you created your own custom CRM program for a place to store information and follow the deal from A to Z. You also mentioned how you outsource the incoming phone calls through a call center, your direct mailing through a mailing house, as well as team members and VAs to analyze your deals, as well as creating a formula to help you set offers and a system for marketing those deals once you've got them accepted. And then finally, You gave your best advice ever, which I think is fantastic advice. And that is to figure out your current C's, your current confidence, capability, and courage level, and find something that aligns with those that you can do right now. So don't take on things that are too complicated and don't wait until you have doubled your current state. Figure out what you can do right now, even if that means flipping $400 pieces of land. So again, Jack, really appreciate you coming on the show. Have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much for having me. Ever wonder how the top in real estate got there? 
the Invest This podcast hosted by real estate investor Scott Bauer interviews the top names in the industry, giving you the tips and tricks that help you catapult your real estate business to success. Find them at investthispodcast.com.